You are listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And this is our recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. Oh, Julie, I forgot to write down the episode name. Oh, I, I have it for you, sister. North to the future. <laughs> okay, good one. Because I, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little obtuse, but um, I, it, it will become obvious um, how that relates to this week's episode. Okay, so this week's episode introduces the new character, Kat Sandoval. So we're going to talk about that, Sarah Ramirez. Again, my apologies, didn't know she had a Tony. So I should say, Tony Award winner, Sarah Ramirez. Um, okay, and we have a bunch of storylines, Jill. We have Madam Secretary and Kat Sandoval solving global warming like i'm so happy i've been worried about global warming it's solved Leanne. we're we're set we're ready to go two women at the top that's all we needed we needed we needed msec and kat sandoval this solution involves um willy mammoths and arctic flora and fauna so that is also exciting okay i like willy mammoths um uh also now we've been following tracking all season a mole Mole somewhere, somewhere in the, you know, somewhere in the CIA, somewhere in the, you know, the White House or State Department, there's a mole that is feeding Russia information about operations in the Middle East. An light bulb moment, the call is coming from inside the House or the Senate because it's the Gang of Eight. Someone in the Gang of Eight is the mole, Henry Samaisen. Okay. Well, can I, we're going to talk about Henry. Yeah. Because I think Henry is the worst spy I've ever seen. Okay. And we have to talk about it, Liam. All right. All right. And we also have to talk about the Gang of Eight. There's a lot of old guys on that gang. gang Oh, my gosh. That one guy is like. I know. And I know he's a famous actor. And I yes. meant to look up his name. Yeah, um, he's, he's, well, I think he's one of Tony too, Leanne. I know he has. I know. I, I feel like I, I yes, saw him in something. Giant Broadway star. Yes, we saw him probably 40 years ago in something. Something big. Shenandoah. I saw him in Shenandoah. <laughs> okay. Good work. Okay. All right. Okay. And then Jason, I have a relationship on a higher plane. McCord is the son that that no one actually has, right? I know. I know. That was adorable. I loved it. We're so happy he's in love and we're going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just some writer slash mother's wish fulfillment that this is what their son says, but good, good for them. Now. And of course we just have to uncover we just have to get to the bottom of the black bras under the white blouses. Okay. Do you know any woman in re- in real life that we- would wear a black bra under a no. white shirt? I no. Mean, I know it's no. the thing that the young girls do, but not. I. No, no. not MSEC. What are you thinking? I, I just, I don't understand it, Leanne. Okay. I try. I want you to try that at home. I want you to put on a black brassiere and a white shirt over it and just go outside. Just... <laughs> Just walk around, walk around on your block, walk around in your street. Just try that. You would never do that. I mean, I know it's a thing you see in magazines and you're supposed to do it like going out at, on a Saturday night, but not in like, like, not if you're the secretary of state, but it's just, it's just in your face every episode. Yeah. So, right. All right. So Madam Secretary and Kat Sandoval solve global warming. Okay. okay. This plot starts with a eco-terrorist who is being sent to the United States, who's seeking asylum in the United States. He's stowed away on a plane. And then they discover that, oh, he has smallpox. 
Um, and just as a small note, if you follow our Pole Dark, which is another, it's a PBS series we're doing. Uh, uh, we do a recap of Pole Dark. Um, that Dr. Ennis and this um, eco uh, um, eco <laughs> terrorist <laughs> terrorist, they have the same pus on their faces. Did you notice that? I Lynn? did notice that. It's in yes, my notes. smallpox. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, um, yes, I was like, my gosh, why do they have to keep taking men and giving them pussy faces? But that is a, that's a theme. Okay. So, um, so in the meantime, you know, we, we know that Madam Secretary, she's promoted Jay to chief of staff. And so she's looking for her senior policy wonk uh, to fill that slot. And she sees on TV um, this woman, Kat Sandoval, who has written a book about avocado farming. And then she applies it to the whole world and, you know, foreign policy. And so MSEC, you know, says to Blake, get a meeting, get her on the horn. Let's go. I want to I want to talk to her. And the next thing you know, they're best friends. And Madam Secretary is seeking her out on um, on everything. everything. I mean, I mean, she's a great character, yeah. character this Kat Sandoval, because yeah. she's just super smart. That's that's her main thing. And then she is so different than everybody else there. And she comes at things from different uh, perspectives. You can tell the best just loves that about her. And uh, and she's looking for somebody else to have light bulb moments. I mean, poor Bess has been carrying on all these light bulb moments by herself. She mm. doesn't get that from Jay or Matt or, you know, so, or Blake or anyone else. So, yeah, she uh, she's immediate hit land. That's what I think. So they're trying to figure out where did this echo terrorist get get smallpox because only the U.S. and the Russia have stashes of smallpox, which seems stupid. I don't know why they would even keep that. Is there a scientific reason, Julie? I, I assume it's uh, because they need to make the uh, antivirus um, against it. Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know, but just sounds totally plausible. But I, I will say I have actually been to Siberia. So yeah. as your Siberian ex, uh, expert on this podcast, I'll, I'll say, although I went in the summertime, so I did not see any permafrost um, at all when I was there. But it is common. I did live in uh, in Russia for five years and have read multiple reports of Soviet, or, you know, Russian dissidents when they're put in prison. In many cases, they're put in prison in various wards like the TB ward to make their prison experience even worse to, so that they would catch a communicable disease. Because initially in this episode, we don't know whether the Russians are doing this deliberately, that they have launched a pandemic, um, or whether or not this is just some one-off, you know, freak thing. So um, so it's kind of tense in the beginning, in the Oval Office, right? Right. Yeah, it's a good it's a good idea that they would have done it on purpose and then put him yeah. on the plane and then sent him here. But, yeah. you know, Kat Sandoval, uh, newly arrived on the scene, has a different theory that it has yes. to do with global warming and the permafrost is warming up and that's releasing all these toxins that are in the earth. And she knows that because once she left Washington, she started an avocado farm and she knows that, you know, the earth is real. The earth, <laughs> mother earth is harder to, to work against than mother Russia. So what I liked about her was she seemed like a very, she's a storytelling character, very real, you know, very just, it, I liked her. She's not as fast talking as the other characters and that's good. Right. That'll be a nice, yeah. a nice contrast. So Madam Secretary totally buys into the permafrost theory. You know, it's all about reintroducing like the woolly mammoth used to take care I of I thought the they were going to say solar panels at any moment, Leanne. <laughs> I had my pen 
and my notebook ready to because for the last two episodes, solar panels have been the solution to world peace. Okay, so I was very surprised when the answer was woolly mammoth. So Operation Woolly Mammoth goes forward. What they need to do is slow down the warming of the permafrost by reintroducing Arctic animals, flora, and fauna. And they need you know, tramplers, Leanne. They do. They need, they need bison. They need reindeer to trample down uh, the snow. Right. So, um, so I, you know, Madam Secretary, we the dissident dies, but we still they force us to look at his face for a whole scene. <laughs> I know. It's I know. unfortunate. And um, and Madam Secretary travels back and forth several times to Russia during the course of this. Yeah, she did time travel. I love the time travel. She's doing a lot of shots of vodka. Yeah, while she's there, which is true though. When we went to visit yes. you, we we had lunch with some nice ladies from the American Embassy, and the first thing we did was like have a shot of vodka. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, uh, but over the course of the episode, she manages to woo uh, Kat Sandoval away from her avocado farm. She signed up to be part of the team. Uh, senior policy advisor. She manages to get five countries to agree to the woolly mammoth permafrost solution, and uh, she's triumphant. She is. She is a. She's got a press that. She's conference got the somewhere with the big puffy jacket, yes. the very expensive puffy jacket yes. on. Yeah, good for her. Good and, for her. And there's poor Jay standing on the side of the stage. He's not even wearing a hat. It looked freezing. I know. I know. He looked ridiculous. You know, and because Jay, they do mention, you know, he has to leave the office right at six o'clock because of this child care. He has to get his child out of the stroller that he leaves in. He leaves the child <laughs> Chloe. in the stroller. Chloe in the stroller all day. Okay. So, all right. So, um, yeah. So that was, it was an amazing episode, actually, in terms of policy. Right. It was crazy. <laughs> all right. Um, but in the middle of all this, Henry now has a, you know, she best okay. can read him in on everything. Henry has some vague relationship to this storyline. So he shows up in the situation room in various places. And then he's back at the CIA and sweater vest guy comes in. Uh, with just another heinous sweater on and yeah. he had a full sweater. It wasn't a vest. This it was a full sweater. That's yeah. Good reporting, Liam. Thank Go. you. And um, has some evidence that all these calls and maybe it's a hacking and blah, blah, blah. And they have vast knowledge. Whoever is the mole has vast knowledge of, you know, multiple operations across multiple agencies, you know, really a wide breadth of knowledge. And, and Henry's like, what? I mean, is, I, he is, is okay. This, I'm, Okay. He is the worst spy ever, Liam. Okay, yeah. let's go. Let's go through it. He couldn't even follow that conversation from Sweater Guy. He didn't know what he was talking about. I actually had to watch it three times. I couldn't follow the conversation either. <laughs> I mean, but okay. So that's the first thing. He has he has a hard time sort of following like the spy versus spy plot line all the way through. Number two, he's a, a terrible job like appealing for more money, more resources when he goes to talk to those ancient senators and representatives. So he's terrible at that. We've talked about some of the security violations. You know, he's constantly on the phone with Bess. It's not a sat phone. It's just some random cell phone. So that's not good. And they're in his house. Did you see those piles of, of like, 
paper files, okay? He's supposed to be doing some super dark secret thing, okay? And he's just got files all over his home desk. That is bad. But his probably his biggest crime and the reason why he's never going to be a good spy is he was a philosophy professor, right? So he has this moral compass. Right. I mean, and he's constantly wavering. You know, he's trying to argue to do morally the right thing. You're a spy. You're supposed to compromise yourself all the time, right? Right. They even threw that out this time, like very deliberately, like as a question, like, is it okay to be bad to do good? You know? Yeah. I mean, come on. Okay. Get back in the classroom. I think he's in the wrong job. I think he's going to get fired from this assignment, Leanne, because he can't find the bad guy. He's, he's, you know, and he's got Dimitri, okay, who's totally compromised. And again, then he's got the just giant piles of top secret security stuff sitting on his home desk. So he also has a terrible poker face because (laughs) when the sweater guy says like, wow, someone really is like hacking or has an access, he was like, oh, okay, thanks a lot. (laughs) Okay, right. Right. Yeah. Henry's got to go, Liam. He's got to go. I just get, you know, take some more showers and go teach philosophy. I liked when he was. I know. I liked him when he was the philosophy professor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've you've sold me. But he does have a light bulb moment. The gang of eight, this group of senators and Julie, that Shenandoah Tony Award winner was John Cullum. And now... (laughs) Lian, in real time, in real time, one hundred percent right. I saw him in Shenandoah when he won, we won that Tony, and here, forty years later, he's on Madam Secretary and is a secretary, is a, a senator. So this gang of eight is this committee, you know, that uh, of senators that um, Henry has to keep appealing to to get funds, and he thinks one of them is uh, the mole, and one of them is Senator Smarmy, right? The guy who's yes. sort of been the thorn in Bess's side. So, you know, storylines dovetailing, coming together. Um, but you're right, Julie. I, I think Henry is a terrible spy. Um, <laughs> terrible. I mean, you know more spies than I do, so I'll, I'll give yes, you that. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's terrible. All right. And then in the meantime, the storyline, the domestic storyline that they always have, which we enjoy, is that Jason, who's been sort of a disgruntled lefty teenage boy, uh, a very familiar character to me because I have one of those, um, <laughs> is uh, finally has a girlfriend and he's thrilled and she's adorable and uh-huh. they're cooking dinner and Bess can't make it to dinner because, oh, she has to go to the White House. And, oh. and it's clear when Bess interacts with them that, you know, it was cute. The teenage girl clearly wanted to spend time with the Secretary of State. Jason was like, no, no, let's go no, upstairs. No, I want you. Let's go upstairs. Yeah. But did you see they were actually washing dishes? I believe, Leanne, that that's from this, uh, the direction of our podcast, <laughs> that the writers at Madam Secretary yeah. are like, okay, we're going to have to have at least one scene where somebody in that kitchen washes dishes. That's and so th- there they were yeah. washing those pans. Yeah. So, uh, and then we learn that Jason's grades have fallen off dramatically. I mean, the of D course. in math, that happens. But, you know, in history, yeah. it happened with my lefty. Yeah. Disgruntled teenager. It, it happens, you know, math is not their thing, but history that was unusual. And he's, he gives this impassioned plea that only teenagers can do because they deeply believe they're feeling I things know. for the first time. Like, Oh, you know, I'm finally happy. What do you care? And finally, you know, I'm here for a higher purpose. And I so know. what does it matter if my grades are bad? And right. 
and Henry shuts him down. Like, yeah, right. it really does matter. You're a, like the famous phrase, but it's your junior year. Right, right. <laughs> so, but he admits to Henry that he's in love. It's very sweet. And Henry, to his credit, doesn't really, doesn't laugh in his face. Like, you know. No, you know. no, he smiles a little, but no, it's very sweet. He's very, uh, they, you know, as parents, they're, they're very appreciative of this moment that, you know, he has his first serious girlfriend and he's, you know, he's, that's, it was very endearing. It was endearing, Liam. But, you know, playing along, um, you know, with the Henry philosopher storyteller thing, you know, Henry's like, well, now you have to go on the epic journey. You know, he brings that up, <laughs> brings yeah. up the classical theme of, the, the Iliad and the Odyssey, the, the hero's journey, and you have to overcome things in math and American history are some of the things you have to overcome if you want the girl. So, but Bess, of course, is like, oh my gosh, they're having sex. So now we have to have the talk, right? So we have to have the talk and Henry fails at the talk initially. So brings in the secretary of state, Bess, and she is flummoxed. And the first thing she says really made me laugh when she said yeah. sex kills. That was really, yeah. that was really good. Funny. Good, good work, Bess. That was smooth. Yeah. I think we've all had our own sex kills moments yeah. trying to talk to our children. You yes. know, I have, uh, I suspect you have as well. Yes. So it yes. happens. It just, it happens. It happens. So, uh, and then Jason gives the response that I don't Again. believe any teenage boy has ever given, but <laughs> no, it's the I one every no. mother wants to hear like, oh, right. I have such a pure relationship with my girlfriend. We don't need to have sex. Don't worry. Oh. We're, we're working on a higher plane. Okay. Do not believe that, Henry. Okay, well, again, Henry's going to uh, uh, believe that because he's the world's worst spy, right? <laughs> so, oh, good luck okay. with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was a funny, funny parenting moment. Uh, yeah, we're on to you, Jason. We know. We know. The higher plane lasts like a week, but um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Uh, so that's, that's where we had, that's where we're at this week. So we had the three storylines we're moving towards, you know, finding out who this mole is and we have this exciting mm -hmm. new character. And so looking forward to that, maybe there'll be a holiday episode next week. Do you think? I'm hoping some yeah. singing and dancing, and yeah. perhaps we can even get the old Senator to do some singing. <laughs> From Shenandoah. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> um, there is one famous song from Shenandoah. <laughs> I think he was right, also in go. 1776. Yes, I think he was, Leon. I saw that. Thank you. Okay. okay. Um, all right. So, uh, binders full of blouses. Okay. You know, the white blouse, it's been the topic on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Right. If you listen right. to the recaps and you aren't a member, please just find us on Facebook, Satellite Sisters group. You do need to be approved. And then we can discuss the, the black and white thing. I mean- very deliberate. They're obviously making a statement. We're just not sure what it is, right? I know. I, well, I say try it at home and then see what you, <laughs> if you're on the fence about this, try it at home. Just okay. walk around with that. I had nothing else on my list. Was there other than, oh, well, the well, puffy I have jacket. a couple of things. Okay. First of all, oh yeah, the giant puffy ja yeah, jack jacket, jacket was back. We, we were happy to see that. The, the white trench coat, which I love. Oh yeah. Okay, opening scene. Glad that she looks fantastic in that. She's got to get rid of that Godfather suit, okay, yeah. with the big pinstripes. Mm -hmm. That is just terrible with a capital T. Please get rid of that. Um, 
And also a shout out to Stevie, who just seemed to be eating like the world's largest bowl of chocolate ice cream in this episode. But she was wearing that beautiful Susani robe, the embroidered robe. I like that very much. I thought that was a nice piece. And Kat Sandoval, she's going to bring in some whole new fashion for us. Yes. So she is an exciting and interesting character. I think her interactions with the rest of the staff and the family there's going to be some good storylines. So I'm very excited that she's on board. All right. Okay. Anything else, Jewel? I think that's it, Liam. All right. Henry's, it's a new job. If you follow along on the recaps, it was the season three finale of Poldark. So we have a fresh Poldark and Handsome up for you. Also this week on Satellite Sisters, our regular podcast, which is on a separate feed. You can find us at Apple Podcasts or at Spotify now. We're very happy to be on the Spotify podcast list. Um, we talked to Gretchen Rubin, who is the author of Happier and the co-host of the podcast Happier. No, she's the author of The Happiness Project, and her new book is called The Four Tendencies, and then she co-hosts Happier, the podcast. Uh, she, she knows all about happy, 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 and we talked to her about personality types this week on Satellite Sisters, so that's a fun listen while you're uh, cooking turkey and washing mm-hmm. your own dishes. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, why don't you wear that black bra under the white blouse at Thanksgiving? See how that yes. goes over with the fans. Yes, there's an idea. Okay, we want some reports. We want pictures, okay? All right. Post them all at SatelliteSisters.com. Yeah. Okay, we're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs> <laughs>